0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Armour Report, and this is an Armour education video. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Armour stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Today's topic, we are going to discuss the algorithms that the Armour Report uses to direct all of our risk-on and risk-off opportunities in the stock market. Okay, so this is a show about quantum investing, the combination of quantitative execution. That means we use algorithms to tell us when to commit capital to the market and when to protect capital and take capital out. And we combine that with a fundamental foundation, and that's the information edge that I share with you every day whenever we do this show. Um, couple of ground rules real quick. Don't forget, everything I share with you is information that I use to manage my own personal capital and that of investors I work with through our Interactive Brokers Affiliation, okay? I don't know you directly, so I'm not telling you how to run your money. I, if you want me to do that, we certainly can. Right down here, you can subscribe and become an Armour Insider, armrreport.com. Okay, And as an insider, we can talk one-on-one. But for this conversation, I'm going to give you an overview of algorithms and explain um, why they work, how they work, and why, more importantly, the algorithms we employ have led to significant increases in net worth for Armor Insiders this year. Meanwhile, some of the biggest and best quant funds managing billions of dollars are having a terrible year and got destroyed in March. So when someone says algorithms and quantitative analysis and quant funds, it means many different things. And so I'm going to share with you tonight. I'm going to break it down, make it real simple what the differences are and why we've been able to excel while these big um, generally very successful hedge funds and quant funds have failed miserably this year, okay? So without further ado, let me, um, so of course, if you enjoy this conversation, give me a thumbs up, that always helps. You guys can subscribe to this channel or the Armour Report right down here in the description. Now, the Armour Investing Way has three stages. The first stage is to build your whiteboard which means you find the stocks that you want to own and you start following them, put them on a whiteboard. Okay. You don't buy them right away. Stage two is execution. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's using algorithms to put you on the right side of probabilities and statistics over and over again. So that over time your net worth can grow it allows your ideas on that whiteboard to blossom because you put them to work at the right time. Okay. And of course the third stage is the managing success stage where we use stop losses of various kinds to protect capital. Now I'm a little distracted right here because I've got Liverpool and Chelsea over here. I got to turn this off because I really want to keep looking over there. All right. So, Let's get back to it. Now, this, the second stage for us is execution, and that's what we're going to talk about right now. What I want to direct, I think I want to take a to step back before I go and direct you to, not that chart. Let's take a look here. Oops. All right. This is a, um, what you're seeing here, is a story in Wired Magazine. And this story is what, this, what, what really, you know, made me wanna do this video for you guys so you can understand the differences. It's a recent story. It says, even the best AI models are no batch for the coronavirus. So-called quant funds, quantitative funds that mine historical data had a terrible march, okay? And of course, you could scroll down and read this whole story. And it lays out what I'm about to describe to you of how awful Bridgewater and D.E. Shaw and Renaissance technology did in the month of March. Okay, total implosion. And then I'm going to share with you why it's different from what we do. Okay, so there are different kinds of of algorithms. Some of you have been following me for a long time on YouTube And thank you for that. Have heard me say in the past that we have no interest on our trading desk building neural networks and algorithms that mine data to come up with guesses on the direction of the market. Okay? And the reason we don't. Is being The reason we don't has been completely um, filleted for you to see in the year 2020. The whole purpose of a neural network, the whole purpose of data mining and using computers to crunch reams of data is really just an advanced way of putting together a trading floor and a research desk. If you think about it, before algorithms, what investment banks would do or hedge funds would do is they would hire the the, the best people and build huge trading floors and have meetings every day. And so what are they doing? They're basically doing a manual version of an algorithm where they're taking the the best minds, crunching tons of data, making a decision, excuse me, and making an investment. So taking that process and stuffing it into a black box. Okay, I'll give it to you. For a while, you're going to outperform humans because you're going to think faster because it's a computer. But you're still reading the same data. And that's the problem. The flaw is in the data. The Achilles heel, if you will, is in the data. And so in a year like 2020, All those algorithms do for you is help you lose money faster. It helps you lose money faster because it's just an algo in a black box, sucking up tons of information without thinking something's wrong with the situation here. And so it keeps trading and making the same mistake day after day as the market's plummeting. That's the Achilles heel. So, can these algorithms work in a perfect bull market that's extending over a long period of time? Sure. But guess what? The world doesn't work work like that. Right? And so you run into a brick wall of 2020 and it happens repeatedly. And it seems to be happening more and more in the world we live in today. So I find it funny that these hedge funds, these quant funds, they hire and this is no disrespect to MIT but they hire MIT type of phd graduates to build these systems and pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars so that they can run into a brick wall and lose tons of money when the market changes where anybody who's a student of the market i've been doing this over 30 years but you know anybody who's a student of the market knows that right around the corner, there's another very humbling event that's going to change how the data should be uh, interpreted. Okay? So what we do at the Armour Report, and I looked into writing algorithms that were the kind that I've just mentioned, but it never made sense to me because of this flaw. Because in my mind, What I'm trying to do is protect capital first, capture upside second. I'm not trying to create a system that thinks faster than humans so that it can make more money, obviously, in a bull market, but get destroyed in a bear market. That doesn't help me. That doesn't help you. I created these algorithms, and I share them with Armour Insiders so that we can protect our capital and then capture upside. That's the process that I started, I don't know, years ago, really many years ago. And we started coding this, this information probably six, seven years ago. And it took a lot of time and a lot of capital, <clears throat> but here's what we did differently. And so just to remind you, while the biggest and the best quant funds were crashing and burning in February and March, and in April even, because they're totally missing the upside, The Armour report, and I'm sharing this with Armour insiders and subscribers, made a couple very interesting risk-on, risk-off decisions based on our algorithms. On March 24th, um, excuse me, February 24th, which is the first day of the market crash, I came on this channel, and I told everybody watching the YouTube channel, that our algorithms had told us to take 100% of our capital out of the market. And you can go watch the video, okay? You can find it on my channel here. And what I explained that day was we have seven algorithms we've written. They're different for each of the seven indexes that we use to determine risk-on, risk-off posture. I call them the Magnificent Seven, the Triple Qs, the SPY, the Dow, the small cap index, the momentum index, the value index, and the IBD 50. Those seven indexes encompass the entire market for us. And what we look for is confluence among the seven. And when we get that confluence, we make decisions. Okay? I'm going to explain how we get the confluence in a minute. But suffice it to say, on the 24th of February the first day of the market crash. All seven all seven algorithms told us we had to go to cash. We have an Armour Index-only portfolio where all it does is use these algorithms to buy those seven indexes. That portfolio was 100% cash at the end of the first day of the, of the crash this year. And then we skip over to March 23rd, the Fed says they're going to start buying bonds. By March 26th, Our algorithms begin to tell us it's time to put money to work and then we get a secondary signal on on April 7th. So between March 26th and April 7th, we're putting money to work right near the bottom of the market. Meanwhile, Bridgewater, Renaissance, D.E. Shaw, they're all buried and they're not doing anything. How's it possible? More recently, on June 15th and then June 29th, our algorithms again told us, it's time to put capital to work. So that was a secondary entry point. And all of these entry points are difficult, right? Right at the bottom after the market's crash, nobody thinks the entry is gonna be right. We're putting money to work anyway. March 29th, market's up too much already. Market can't go higher, okay? We're putting money to work, making more money again. Okay, so the difference, and here it is, you don't need to be an MIT graduate, you don't need a PhD from Harvard, you don't need any of that to understand what I'm about to say. The algorithms we use at the Armour Report are statistical and probability algorithms. They're not designed to guess what's going to happen next based on Fundamental data information that's being shoved into them. And that's the difference. I don't come on this show. I don't look at you and say, I know what the market's going to do tomorrow. I don't know. Okay? Nobody knows. The best quant funds in the world don't know. They know for a while until they get blown apart. So what we did here is we said what we want to do is put ourselves on the right side of probability and statistics over and over and over again. Put our capital to work when the reward is worth the risk, and then manage that risk. Stay with our successes as long as possible. Cut our losses quickly. If we can do that over and over and over again, the statistics, the probabilities will work out in our favor we'll be able to protect capital when we need to and capture upside when we can't. We don't have the hubris. We don't have the hubris where we think we can build an algorithm that can guess market direction. Okay? So what is a statistical and probability algorithm? Very simple. Think of it this way. Forget about stock market for a minute. Forget about the word algorithm. Think about you and your buddies sitting around a poker table. Okay? There's 10 of you. There is a statistical probability for every hand you're dealt. If you're dealt aces in the hole, if you guys know Texas Hold'em, and you're dealt aces, there's a statistical probability based on the amount of people around the table that you are going to win that hand. And it's the highest of all statistical probabilities. Okay. So in poker, it's not as easy as it can be in the stock market, right? Because when you get aces in poker, if you only played aces all the time, And I think the statistic is you'll get aces in the hole once every hour if you're playing around a table of 10. So you have to sit there and only play one hand an hour. And of course, everybody knows you have aces because you only play once an hour. So no one's going to pay you on that. There's no reward. Okay. Not to mention the fact that you got to keep anteing up, right? As the button gets passed. So obviously you can't just play aces. You got to be cagey and do other things. But if you could just play aces, And that's all you did. Over time, you would make money because the statistics are in your favor. Now, let's take that thought and address the stock market and statistical algorithms that we use on the Armour Report trading desk. We've written algorithms that give us a statistical advantage. That say if we put capital to work when X happens, we have a statistically significant advantage that we're going to make money. It's not a guarantee. Okay, it's not right ten out of ten times. Maybe it's right seven out of ten. Okay, maybe eight, depending on the index. I'm not going to get into the minutia right now. Okay, let's just use seven. So that means obviously we're going to put all of our capital to work. And three times that we do that out of 10, we're going to lose money. Okay. But seven times out of 10, we're going to make money. So, over a long period of time, if we follow the armor investing way, we create a whiteboard, we use the algorithms. The algorithms say now's the window to put capital to work. We put our favorite stocks in there, and we do this over and over throughout time statistically speaking, we're gonna come out ahead if our whiteboard's any good, okay? But if you're just investing in the indexes and you don't even need the whiteboard, you don't have to guess what stocks, you're buying the indexes, over time, the statistics, statistics will be in your favor. Now, here's the fun part, totally different from playing poker, right? Here's the fun part. If you go all in in Texas Hold'em and it's one of those three out of 10 times that you lose money, you get wiped out. Obviously, that doesn't happen here, in the equity markets and for our Armour portfolios. We commit our capital and we use tight stops. So when we lose money, we lose less than the money we make when it's the right entry. So that, that adds nitro to the statistical facts of what we're doing. The risk management part, and that's why there's three stages to how to run money, the armor investing way. You combine the algorithmic statistics with risk management rules, and you can increase net worth in a meaningful way. And that's the difference between what we're doing here on this desk, and I share with you, and what some of the biggest and brightest hedge funds and quant funds are doing That drove them right off a cliff. It's just that simple. If you'd like access to that information, I'm here for you. You can become a subscriber right down here. We can chat one-on-one once you do. And what you'll begin doing is you'll start putting yourself on the right side of probability and statistics over and over and over again, and then over time, you'll experience a different process of investing that should have a real impact on your net worth. I hope to see you guys. I'll wrap up. The, I'll wrap up with that thought. If you've got any questions, I'm happy to take them. Okay, uh, Adele, you're hoping that silver goes back to 50. All right, so now we're talking about silver. Real quick, um, those of you who are unaware of what we're doing here on the desk, Armor Report desk, the first thing we started buying when the algorithms told us to put capital to work at the end of March, early April, the first thing we did was buy precious metals, gold and silver. And we've been talking since then about the inevitable short squeeze that's coming in the metal. So I'm just going to share this chart with you. Not that chart. is so the chart of SLV, in case you guys didn't know what a short squeeze looked like, that's what it looks like. We are in the midst of a short squeeze that we've been looking for for the last couple of months. This is the monthly chart. I've been sharing with you in the last X amount of Saturday videos of the week in review that the move hasn't even started yet in silver. So obviously now, this was Saturday, I wrote about to begin. So obviously this Saturday, I'm going to have to write, it has begun. And is 50 in the cards? Well, here's my thought to you. First of all, look back here in September of 2010. Over the next eight months, silver went from 20 to 50. Okay, September of 10 to April of 11. That happened because of massive amounts of quantitative easing. Today, we have more quantitative easing than at any time in history with massive amounts of stimulus packages all around the world. This is a destruction in fiat currency. This leads to dramatically higher precious metals prices. And what's interesting this time around is that silver has been unduly suppressed for a decade. I'm not going to go into it right now. You can look it up online. There has been a cabal of investment banks that have been manipulating the price of silver. J.P. Morgan was at the head of it. They were indicted by the New York AG office last year. And that is now leading to an unraveling of massive paper shorts at a time of a pandemic that's created supply and demand, complete inversion. I mean, collapse in supply, massive demand. So I ask you, Adele, what do you think is going to happen to the price of silver? Now, I'm going to share another chart with you real quick. Take a look at UUP that is a chart of the U S dollar. Okay. So when the U S dollar goes down in price dramatically, this is a monthly chart. Let's look at the daily chart. You have a head and shoulders pattern with a clear neckline break. and, and, And now it's accelerating lower. Is it any surprise that silver and gold are accelerating higher? It should not be a surprise to you. Okay? That breakdown, if it continues to advance, it's literally I mean, what is that? When when that happens, when you see the dollar break down against all other currencies, that's like the definition of inflation, right? Eventually our dollar becomes less powerful, costs more to buy things. Right? So the assets that go through the roof in that environment are hard assets. Gold and silver lead it, and everything else follows. Platinum, palladium, real estate. Okay? So that's what's happening right now, and we are on a short squeeze. It's going to be crazy, and it's not going to be easy. It'll be rips higher like this. Then all of a sudden, it'll turn on a dime, and you'll have, like, you know, the floor drop out for a couple of hours. And then the squeeze goes again. So – The best way to deal with this, if you have big positions uh, in your portfolio in the metals, which we do, and we, again, we we own them from late March, early April, Um, but we did add to it recently, right? Armor Insiders know this, we were adding to AGQ, which is a pure trading vehicle. And this is not for investors. This is something we do only from time to time to trade because we knew a short squeeze was coming. And so we're long ultra silver AGQ, right? And as it explodes higher, we take a little bit off every day, 10%, 10%, the last two days, because I don't know where this is going to stop, right? And we had big positions we put on down here. So when it explodes higher, we book a little bit on the on the insane rally, and then we'll carry our core position as long as we can. Okay. Another question, uh, All right. Um, Are you still a cannabis believer? Politics for dummy. I am a cannabis believer. I am. And um, I I know what you're asking me because they were down a bit today. But uh, honestly, they're dead money until they wake up. But the bottom line is I don't see them going a lot lower from here. I just all the bad news is out. In my opinion. So if the bad news is out, then you could put the stocks away and leave them alone and not look at them. You know, and one day we wake up and uh, they, they go dramatically higher, you know, for whatever reason. I mean, the FDA comes out and decides uh, they're going to finally rule on CBD and these stocks go through the roof. But I mean, here's an example. I'm going to share with you. Here's organogram. Oops, that's not organogram. Right. And that is just a terrible quarter they just announced. Terrible. But the stock is just flatlining down here. It didn't even make a new low. It didn't take out the May low. And that, that quarter was god awful. So, you know, the way I'm the way I'm playing that personally is I'm I'm buying leaps that go out to 2022 and I'm just putting some money in those leaps, which are call options that are long dated call options, and I'm just leaving them alone. I I take some time between now and then I'm gonna wake up one morning and there'll be a some announcement, something maybe it's a great earnings announcement from one of the companies as they finally turn the corner and they get supply demand in in order whatever it is so i still believe in cannabis yes um i'm almost becoming too bullish on gold and silver gotta call myself i'm with you on that i mean but i have tried to say on this call right now in all the excitement there will be like a trap door that opens and they'll sell off aggressively so when you get into these types of moves you, you can't over, you can't over, um, you can't overcommit yourself. You know, you have to. You don't ever chase. God, don't chase them. Don't keep pyramiding up. That is a, that is an absolute guaranteed way to mess with your head and make it very hard to make money in a situation like this. You needed to be getting aggressively long when the armor report was getting long in early April, late March. Okay, and then we added. Recently in June, that's when. So by the time it's blowing out, you're already there. You're not chasing. Maybe you feed out a little on the way up so that you can bring your emotions down, and you hold that core. Okay, that's my thoughts for you on that. All right. Um, do you think Bitcoin is going to rise drastically, as well as silver? You know, I'm not. <sighs> um. I'm not really a crypto guy, so I can't really tell you. I mean, theoretically, it should go up, theoretically, because if we're getting a dollar breakdown and a, and a breakdown in, in, in currencies all around the world, and eventually we get to that stage where people start to really not trust the currency, and I'm not talking about you because you're already a Bitcoin guy. I'm talking about the mainstream people who begin to question their currency a bit. Maybe it starts to move, you know. Maybe, maybe it does. But I'm a, I'm a hard asset guy. So it's gold and silver are what I'm playing. You can play Bitcoin. You can play palladium, platinum. Those things are all working, you know. All right, listen, guys. I appreciate your time with me tonight. I always have a good time chatting with you. Thanks for spending some time. And I look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday at 11:30 for the week in review. And we'll see where this short squeeze ends the week. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good night.